Hi everyone, welcome to yet another episode of podcast in Madlux VFX. Today we have Piyush Jain with us and without any delay, let's jump into the podcast. Hi Piyush, yes. how are you? I'm good. How how are you Manoj? How are yeah, you? I'm good. I'm good too. So how is work going on? Oh, as hectic as usual. I think we have mentioned it a few times now. If it's not hectic, then it's a problem. If it's hectic, then it's fun. Understood. I can understand that. <laughs> so, for all my listeners uh, who are new to here, can you give a casual intro about yourself? Okay. Hey, uh, I'm Pierce, and I work as a pipeline TD in Framestore. I've been in the industry for quite a while. I think I started in. to late 2010 uh, mm-hmm. i joined in as a creative like i worked into stereo for some time then moved into technical in 2012 mm-hmm. and i've been in the same field jumping from mumbai to vancouver and now i'm <laughs> down in montreal oh. so, yeah so that's the, that's so what's my your, small yeah. nice yeah what's your educational background like uh, what have you studied in your college i have i so my educational background is uh, i'm i'm a computer engineer computer science engineer uh, mm-hmm. i did my ptech from i think in back in 2006 to 2010 and mm-hmm. as soon as i finished i jumped into movies like you know complete opposite of what i should have done yeah. uh, but but yeah i'm a i'm a classically trained computer science engineer so i did all my you know runs of c c++ visual basic dot net and all that yeah and finally you're settled in pipeline td which is kind of settled in pipeline td yeah, yeah. that's a that's a funny turn of events you know started <laughs> Trying yeah. to learn coding and then saying that yeah I don't want to code ever in my life to <laughs> just doing coding for my for for living yeah so that's yeah. That's, that's a good that was good yeah so like uh, I just want to know like what is this pipeline TD role or uh, what are the main duties of a pipeline uh, TD in a VFX studio pipeline okay so uh, just to just to clarify there are a couple of what do you call uh, divisions in pipeline itself like mm-hmm. like when you have heard the common statement oh you are working in animation even though you are not it's it's mm-hmm. visual effects mm-hmm. so something similar with pipeline so almost yeah. every studio has their own uh, set of teams they have their set of distinctions mm-hmm. specifically in frame store uh, i would say the distinction is there are certain section of people within the pipeline team they would work on tools and codes that are software related mm-hmm. like they would be maya houdini sigma mm-hmm. 4d unreal mm-hmm. nuke all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then there is a certain section of team that would work on codes and tools deployment and development for production tools mm-hmm. like shotgun or uh, rv mm-hmm. or f track or you know other and any other tools that production usually uses or mm-hmm. it's used for managing the production side of things now then there is a specific section of team that i am a part of that's the core pipeline team that okay. works on asset management that works on basically connecting or building the base layer that everything is built upon like mm. i would handle databases you would handle uh, anything that touches almost every other part of the pipeline you mm-hmm. end up doing that you work on core libraries you work on uh, deployment strategies you work on setup strategies like show mm-hmm. it sounds very easy like show setup sounds very but no but there are other things like you have to set up shotgun you have to set up the review system you have to set up the database you have to make sure that any side that goes into you know also gets that how do you connect both of them so all these strategical planning and development that's the core pipeline mm-hmm. now then there is another section of the pipeline team that works on supporting that that is called as atds or assistant technical directors mm-hmm. so they help with these are like our, our first line of support mm-hmm. uh, when we deploy something 
these guys user help production get being trained they they talk to the production team there's an issue they'll try to fix it if they can't fix it then they jump back to us mm-hmm. now this is frame store way of working but okay. if you talk about uh, my older company time focus there was mm-hmm. no add team we i used to work with nuke as well i used to work with uh, ion fusion as well or say mm-hmm. black magic fusion now or i have to work with sfx and everything so my team and me myself we would help you know write tools for those specific softwares we mm-hmm. would work on the database management side of things as well yeah. so it can be complete general one like you mm-hmm. can be a general pipeline tdk that you you know you do basically jack of all master of none like thing you would do you would take on this you will take on other other part of the pipeline you take you know uh, oh something going off in nuke so you start looking into that oh i want to set up a nuke pipeline or a nuke template system sort of mm-hmm. review system you start working on that thing as well Yeah. But in companies like bigger companies like Prime Focus, sorry, uh, in Vneg or Framestore or MPC, they have certain section of teams. Like you know, you handle a certain part of the pipeline. It's not that you won't touch them, but mm-hmm. like your expertise starts getting built around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the you know over generalization of what a pipeline TD role is. Yeah, I mean, I heard uh, there is a job role known as Com TD. So what does uh, that specifically means? So comp TD is okay. So then there is uh, like you you do FX TDs as well. You have rigging TDs as well. So mm-hmm. mostly these are senior guys, and they would help you with either fixing the problems on the creative side of things. Like for okay. example, you have an issue when you did a retype right on your comp, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not working out. There's some black frames. There's some pixels who are like you know some NAND pixels are coming out. How mm-hmm. to fix it? A comp TD would jump in the comp, would try mm-hmm. to fix that. or okay. he might he might you know take up a very uh, what do you call it, difficult shot on mm-hmm. his own and say mm-hmm. hey, i'll do this i'll i'll get this set up okay and uh, i think in frame store the comp td would would be also set up the templates so that okay. you know comps comp team would use that to finish yeah. up their shots yeah. or if they want to render out a sequence mm-hmm. they would use that template so mm-hmm. that that's something a comp td would work at yeah so i just want to like like uh, is it important to learn the software for a pipeline td do i need to learn nuke or maya in that case uh, if i want to become a pipeline td okay so this is the thing right like i have not worked in maya at all like i i'm not if you ask me hey piyush do mm-hmm. this some figure out something in maya mm-hmm. it would take me some time but i'll be able mm-hmm. to figure it out but then i have mm-hmm. a my colleague he he is i i called him the master of maya so you know i would want him to figure that problem because it's it's for him it would be much quicker because mm-hmm. he understands why this is breaking like for example very simple example like there's a frame jump going on mm-hmm. it would take me half an hour to work out it might take him 10 minutes to work out mm-hmm. so if you are working if your aim is oh i want to be you know uh, write tools around maya i want mm-hmm. to support the, that software Mm-hmm. it is obviously advantages for you to learn that software mm-hmm. but if you want to be a pipeline tdd if you want to like for example in my case if you want to work on the core tools you don't mm-hmm. have to learn the software having a okay. vague idea also helps like i f- from all of the tools i think i understand nuke the best so okay. if you give me uh, something a problem with nuke i would be able to solve it quicker because i understand or i know what the how nuke works in the background mm-hmm. but again not might not be able to happen with houdini right but mm-hmm. uh, but again houdini tds would work only on fixing the problems that are related to houdini yeah. so again if your goal aim is 
I want to support this specific software or I have learned this software or I've used this software. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have that, you know. Got it. Got it. So uh, talking about the scripting languages and all, uh, which all are the main scripting languages used in the VFX and animation industry? Okay. So uh, when you talk about languages, there are a few. Uh, there are a couple of languages that are inbuilt into the software, like Maya has Mel. right yeah. but then there is a there is yeah, again the problem with like from an outsider point of view i just know mel uh, python yep. that's it <laughs> okay so that's the thing so mel is again just just specifically built for maya it would not do it it can do few things but it okay. will only be inside maya like you mm-hmm. open up maya you run a mel script mm-hmm. then it will do stuff but that's not the case right so python is the most prominent most popular and widely used language in vfx mm-hmm. reason being because every major software you have mm-hmm. maybe houdini made be nuke made be black magic fusion made be maya made be unreal they all have links to python they can mm-hmm. you can actually write codes for them in python like even silhouette which is not well known for writing codes for <laughs> or even yeah. 3d equalizer for that mm-hmm. matter Mm-hmm. they all have a python interface or a python yeah. api that you can yeah. that you can use and that you can work for but when you talk about general pipeline sense because it's not about software as i mentioned then mm-hmm. you have other softwares like rust which is an upcoming it's an old language but it is it is really good and it's i've seen it being popular like in the last sigraph sessions mm-hmm. there were a few that that actually there were talks about how to implement rust in your pipeline oh, what is Now, the name of that rust are you rust okay so Caring for the first time yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's again it's not popular in the sense not everyone would use it but this is more on the core side of things okay. now you have stuff like golang that's an uh, that's a language from google mm-hmm. golang is fairly quick uh, we lot of smaller studios and lot of studios are trying to implement that their pipeline around it mm-hmm. the the reason being very simple it's it's very quick it's mm-hmm. quick to learn as well it mm-hmm. does things really nicely it plays well uh with docker so there are a few you know background things that golang does very well so that's one of the things and then you have your most conventional c c++ now yeah. when i say c++ is because most of the studios are windows oh, sorry are linux based mm-hmm. and c you would write plugins in c c++ you would write system tools in c c++ so yeah. i have written certain tools in c mm-hmm. i have never i had never done c programming i have done like in, in college but not in the last 8 years but i have written some things in c so that because you the, the only way to communicate with the system is through c because linux yeah. everything is built on yeah, so these are the language. few languages that yeah that you know that obviously helps then there is uh, we have even touched on the database languages mm-hmm. it can get covered under sql or no sql if you know if certain studios use that but these two are also coding languages these are database centric you you know you control you manage you develop or you deploy your databases through that so yeah yeah that that would be other languages that are most prominent in vfx got it i also heard about there is one language in nuke that is blink script uh, is it same the c++ or uh, is it different from that uh it's I think it's Nuke specific. So, like okay. how Mel does, uh, I think it's Nuke specific. I haven't personally used Blink Script a lot. Uh, okay. I haven't had a chance. But yeah, I think that's again that's specifically built around for the Nuke and to 
to Got like, it. Uh, write certain certain tools around that yeah i mean i, people, yeah, I, I saw many tutorials in uh, uh, internet like uh, people are curious to learn blink script as well because uh, it helps a lot i heard i i i, I won't be the best best judge <laughs> yeah. that right yes i think so. i think it 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 does uh, it does help you fix a few problems like for example like, if i'm not wrong i again uh, don't take my word for it but if i'm not wrong <laughs> like when you write when you write macros and tools in nuke mm-hmm. i think you can make them quicker and faster when you when you're doing it through blink scripts yeah the same way it, it yeah. abstracts the whole because when you're using you're doing a macro basically building tools and then using the predefined tools so you end up you know exactly. ballooning it up i think with yeah. blink script you can you cannot do that okay got it nowadays we are hearing a lot about python uh, i mean learning python and there are courses for learning python so how easy is learning python for nuke especially for nuke and especially for a senior compositor see i would uh, personally i know i know i said that i have a computer science background and i've learned coding mm-hmm. and but my aim was never to go and do proper coding so i was surprised i i surprised myself when i was i would say adequate mm-hmm. when i started off at coding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my personal belief is like anyone can learn python python is i think the easiest language to learn if you want to start coding or if you have interest in coding and one with nuke it's the amount of information that nuke itself provides it the new, yeah. the, the new documentation the api documentation mm-hmm. it is mind blowing yeah. like i have i've seen uh, one of my friends in frame store he mm-hmm. started off writing small small chunks and now he's bloody good at it like and he's been at it for almost a year but mm-hmm. he's really good at it now and to the point where initially i helped started helping out with just doing small small code reviews but he he blew my mind away with the amount <laughs> of code and the, the tool that he wrote yeah. it's, it's really interesting so awesome. for a senior compositor i think it might it, it's easy to pick up because you already are interacting with new in a way where you have you understand expressions you have seen Uh, you know uh, nuke scripts that are filled with these small small expressions custom tools and all that so jumping into python should not be a problem so then in my in my understanding there it's a clear distinction so to learn python is something else but to learn python for nuke is something else so yeah definitely would recommend start taking the most basic python course at least to understand the uh, schematics you'll understand the syntaxes because those things are important and if you're a first time learner like if you if you have no uh, background of coding at all like you have mm-hmm. not never done never touched coding at all in your back in your past mm-hmm. i would definitely recommend start from the most basic python tutorial like you just do python 101 on youtube and i'm pretty sure there might be 1000 results that you'll get Yeah, go through that it will it will explain you about variables loops it will explain you about functions classes once you understand that and once you know okay okay fine i can do this this way mm-hmm. then it's very easy for you to jump the reason why it it is important is because for example like I'll, in a very very straightforward example got it you want uh, 20 background nodes in your nuke mm-hmm. if you don't know about loops what you'll do is you'll do import nuke you got add node background one or oh, sorry background then the name then you you write that write that down 20 times mm-hmm. but if you know loops then you can finish all of that into two lines either you do a for loop or you do a while loop so it's, yeah. it's very simple right if you know the background one 
like same thing with compositing right you can't just yeah. jump in and say you know i i'm going to comp a shot without understanding <coughs> how layer interaction works how ab works how addition mm. works how the merge processes work like you can't do that so it's something similar with coding as well like you have to understand the basic first then mm-hmm. maybe nuke maybe maya maybe houdini maybe any software that you can pick up all of them have a good documentation good api and you can easily learn it yeah first step understand the basics yeah got it so and finally the fod you're putting in right exactly like <laughs> it's it's going to take time it's obviously not going to be an easier journey yeah. one thing always understand like that's that's the principle that i think uh, frame so specifically has taught me is your code is uh, you know it's it's not important it's you mm. you you can scrap your code anytime you want or mm-hmm. your code will get scrapped anytime you want so mm-hmm. don't get attached to it don't be <laughs> don't be you know oh i i have done it like i mm-hmm. saw a code that i wrote 6 months ago mm-hmm. i'll go in and and i'll start rewriting chunks of it i might not rewrite the whole thing yeah. but i might start rewriting oh i should not do it this way because you keep on learning right you keep on saying ah oh i can do this in a different way oh i can you know uh, abstract it i can you know put it up into different thing i can handle this situation differently mm. so that's something that should always be open for okay so uh, talking about the learning stuff and uh, youtube and all these things uh, what are some of the resources you prefer or you follows regularly uh, f- for example you can tell about blogs you follows or uh, youtube channels you follows okay so first i think the one of the most uh, intriguing one that i found and that i'm i'm actually quite a uh, ardent reader of it's called real python i think real python.org they mm-hmm. have a uh, really nice books really nice tips and tricks from mm-hmm. like person who's just starting off to person who's at an, at an intermediate or an advanced level mm-hmm. like a uh, small like if I, i pick up a python book these days right mm-hmm. at least the first 10 20 chapters for me are like i know this already come on tell me something <laughs> new come but on. with them they come out with an advantage of saying hey i know you know about like there's a term called dictionary encoding mm-hmm. um and they'll give you a certain very specific thing you know what you can do this as well this might be an obscure thing that is there in the python documentation but probably you know you have to scroll down to the end to learn that but with example so i would definitely recommend uh, start looking at real python they mm-hmm. do release books and if you're a member you get them for cheap also like if it's a okay. 30 dollar book you might get it for like 12 dollars or something and it's nice it's it's pretty decent it and it covers a lot of things like it covers mm-hmm. stuff like c python it covers proper python obviously and then it has a lot of courses going on it has its own podcast okay. as well if you want to check it oh, out oh nice um so i definitely do would do that mm-hmm. for youtube specifically i uh, i don't have a channel that i look forward for but if i want to learn certain specific i think i would end up just searching it out and then going through a couple of videos because the thing is uh, for me unfortunately i would say unfortunately the thing is <laughs> i w- i approach for my approach like if i'm learning something my approach is very different from mm. someone who's just starting off mm. so someone yeah. who's just starting off just do just type in you know python 101 you know in beginner python courses mm. you'll get a lot of tutorials stick to one pick it up and that's good if you want to learn about books there is a very good book uh, good book called dive into python like mm-hmm. that's i think that's what i started off as well Okay. Uh, do that i think there's a couple of oreli publication books around python as well python python cookbook or something like that okay 
check it out it's good but my suggestion would be if you pick up something just finish that off from start to finish because it's very easy like you've done half and then you want to jump something else but they approach <laughs> yeah. it very differently and if if you're a beginner you might get confused which is mm. which is not like, has happened to me <laughs> before yeah i'm not saying that i i was immune from it but the then a thing was like okay i'll pick up a book go through it from like first page till the last page and then i'll start doing something else So mm-hmm. at least I have one one basic you know level ready to jump into something else. So I understand why this person was doing it in a different way than my older yeah. book. Yeah, so that's something I think that's that's important. Uh, we spoke about many scripting languages. So is uh, mainly about uh, Mel and Python. Is there any similarities between both these languages? And if yes, uh, what are they? And can you explain that in simple terms so that uh, the listeners who are not into Python or not into pipeline stuff can also understand about that? See, uh, I would I would say there is there is a similarity in almost all the languages. Like Mel and Python specifically, uh, the core logic on every language is the same. Like you mm-hmm. would you take up from the most like the oldest language that is currently being used in VFX is C, mm-hmm. and then you take the newest language like GoLang or Rust or Python mm-hmm. is also old, but like you know these newer languages, higher level languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, logic is same like if you for there is a concept of variables in almost every languages there is a mm-hmm. concept of loops in every other languages mm-hmm. there is a concept of uh, constants constants in every language mm-hmm. so this these logic would remain same now mm-hmm. how you write it will be very different like mm-hmm. how you say okay i want to do a a loop a for loop in python that would look very different to what you might do in c or c++ or rust or golang or even mel but then the logic is the same the logic is simple the logic would be oh you start from one you do something then you jump into the other and then you do something else and then you jump back again till the counter finishes like if you say i want to run this 10 times it's going to run it 10 times so it's going to run it 10 times on all the languages yeah so logic is same so if you if you want to pick up something you can do that now the differences comes in is called syntactics like how you write things now mel when you talk about since you asked about mel and python specifically mm-hmm. now mel was written to help code stuff in maya right so mm-hmm. it has certain tools certain uh, what do you call it? functions mm-hmm. like uh, i w- i want to i want to traverse the hierarchy of an object in in the uh, uh, sorry in the attributes editor or something like mm-hmm. out so in, in outliner i can mm-hmm. do that and i can do the exact same thing in python mm-hmm. i i'll have i think the function name would approximately look the same okay. but how you write it will be very different so it has both of them but again mm-hmm. since python is much more popular so you would end up finding more people who would write codes in python compared yeah, to yeah. so a lot of studios ended up with uh not scrapping the mel code but like reducing the dependence on the mel code because then you have developers like for example if you talk to i don't know mel code well because i have not worked with maya and i haven't mm-hmm. worked with maya when mel was popular enough that i would end up code, coding in mel but yeah. if you give me a python code in maya i might be able to debug it right, better yeah. because i understand what's going on or yeah. and if if you give me a function it's it's uh, you know it's easier for me to go to autodesk documentation and then take a look at that so yeah. differences is syntactics similar is logics and uh, i think scripting or coding uh, might be the future and everyone is looking forward to learn that so according to you what are the skill sets needed for becoming a uh, pipeline td 
I think this this would be an overloaded question. Like as I <laughs> as I mentioned, like if if your aim is to write codes for Nuke, mm-hmm. then first and foremost, get yourself confident or get yourself accustomed to how Nuke works. Like spend some time understanding. Okay, um, it's easy. Like okay, I want to be a pipeline TD or I want to be a com TD or I want to write tools for Nuke. Okay, what? tool until unless you don't get that saying oh this is what's hampering me mm-hmm. i want to write a code for that right and yeah. unless you don't understand that it would be very difficult because no one would come along and say hey you know what figure out something and write that <laughs> what like you don't you don't you need that initial push or initial idea like i'll give you a very basic example uh mm-hmm. on one of my home projects i was mm-hmm. i was taking some pictures and i wanted to uh just say okay as soon as i plug in my uh, camera card on my on my laptop mm-hmm. i would hit i wanted something where okay i did it on august 21st so i wanted to create a folder and then copy all of those over to there mm-hmm. but i don't want to do it manually i don't want to do it every time so that's a problem that i have yeah. so my solution would be i'll write a code that would go to the camera memory card i'll pick up whatever files it finds under that uh, dated name i can i can read the dates and then i copy them over i'll create a folder and i'll copy them mm. straight forward that's the problem that i have i understood what the problem i had and now i have a solution yeah. something similar would happen with when you're starting off with uh writing any tool you'll have to understand what's the problem like right now if you push and push me into thick of things saying hey you know what tracking team is having an issue mm-hmm. what i would do is i would sit down with the tracking suit or the tracking head or the hod for the department okay mm-hmm. explain me what's going on what's happening yeah. can you show me step by step which what is that you would want to repeat or what's you know what's bugging you what's taking time so that's that's something uh, a problem solving skill i think would be very ideal for a pipeline team because you it would not be very set specific things that you'll get you ha- you might you might get thrown into mm-hmm. oh my database stopped working Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Houdini suddenly stopped working. I can't mm-hmm. figure out what's what's not working. So that that you know approaching uh, how a problem needs to get fixed or a what what might be causing a problem that's something mm-hmm. that that's an attitude that if you develop it it's well and good. I think you when you would be working you would understand you would have realized say something is not working out for me now I need to figure out why it is not And yeah. if you if it's a one time thing, then you don't write to, need to write a code for it. But if it's happening again and again, and it's happening for multiple people, mm-hmm. then thing would be okay. Fine, I need to write something. I need to write a tool, or I have to write a code, or I have to write something that you know helps me with that problem. Yeah. Obviously, having scripting knowledge is well and good. But my my uh, thing is that it's easier to learn, like mm-hmm. to get into Python or get into certain language. But to be good at it, it takes time. Like. For for anyone who has, if someone says that I know hundred percent of Python, I'm the expert <laughs> of Python. I'm like skepticism comes in because such a yeah. such a huge language you cannot understand. Mm-hmm. But there are people who are really good at it, and you would want to learn from them. They would, you know, they give gives out tips and tricks, and then you know, it's read as much as possible, try out new things. But obviously, learn learn a language. Python obviously it's easier to learn. Just start off with that first, and then look, start looking out for issues. Oh, okay, yeah, this is this is a problem. I'll try to see what I can do about. 
you know yeah so that would be i think the most bare basic skill sets needed but <laughs> again this is if you are thinking about jumping into core python then you need to learn a bit more like it would be good if you understand about databases it would be good if you understand you know linux commands if you learn things about ssh or if you learn about you know so not ssh about uh, how linux systems works or what the because it's it's a different subset so certain things might be required so get yourself accustomed to certain things but mm-hmm. then uh, Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's the that's the more most basic. Got it, got it. I know there are many institutes and online platforms are there for learning visual effects and animation, but I'm I'm not aware of like is there an institute for learning pipeline stuff? And I know there are institutes which teaches scripting and all these things, but I don't know specifically uh, for visual effects if it is there or not. I haven't. Uh... come across to myself to be honest <laughs> the same but yeah. i what i have uh because again the funda is that you don't as as i mentioned right like if if you are if you want to learn or if you want to write tools for a software you need to learn the software first mm-hmm. so i think i would definitely recommend start off with that and then on the side start learning uh, like you have udacity you have uh, or you have you demi and you have coursera and all these things you can start learning at least the coding side of things like at least understand the basic and i think these are very very cheap courses and you can pick it up or from mm-hmm. youtube just pick that up mm-hmm. um i was just i was just curious about like is there any courses uh, completely uh, like uh, visual effects based or animation pipeline based I don't or something think, like that I because i got a lot of messages like people want to learn from the basics and they don't yeah. want to jump into the python the sea of the or the ocean of python they just want to yeah. uh, jump into this specifically boat which is related to nuke or which is related to maya so uh, i got a lot of questions and i'm not aware of any such institute so i was just wondering if you know anything like that i i don't think i don't I, i'm pretty sure there aren't any but i have seen books that are related to uh, coding yeah. for maya or something like that so yeah. i've seen the books i haven't seen any tutorials specifically for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but again there are apart from videos there are a lot of uh, documentation from the companies itself like nuke nuke has an amazing selection of you know uh, tools if you want to get into nuke scripting or if yeah. you want to and it has it has some really nice good pages about introduction and it, mm-hmm. and it goes step by step okay you know type this type this yeah. this will show up or if you want to select a node then do that so i would recommend try doing that uh with autodesk as well like mm-hmm. just go through the documentation and they have a lot of they have their own tutorials yeah. but i don't think there is a course for that i again i haven't I, when i started off they were they were pretty sure there were not any courses so <laughs> right now i don't think there are any. i don't yeah. i mean nowadays we could find a lot of uh, tutorials and courses in youtube for free maybe in future yeah. a, a pipeline dd or maybe tomorrow you can start a youtube channel and start teaching about this stuff who knows who knows <laughs> future is very unpredictable you know <laughs> yeah so got it now we have spoken lot about the scripting languages and all these things so let's talk something about yourself so yeah. uh, when you start i mean when you were in college were you having a plan of becoming a pipeline dd when you were in college uh, if yes uh, what knowledge or experience from college helps you in work currently now you are pipeline dd working in frame so so what knowledge from college helped you or helping you right now 
so i think to be very honest no i when i was doing my engineering uh, there's this funny instances between me and my friends where i claimed uh, thing on top of my voice that i would never want to sit down and do code like you know code for my for my livelihood i would never sit down and you know code for <laughs> 10 hours uh i was i didn't had any plans i wanted to get into creative uh, i wanted to work in terms i wanted to work with uh, you know uh, the on the creative side of things yeah from uh, so just to stop you there just to stop you there from which city you graduated i graduated from indore uh, that's a no, okay. central india yeah madhya pradesh right yeah mp yeah. yeah yeah uh, and i uh, i think this was back in 2010 like mm-hmm. as soon as my college finished up i decided i'll pack there was a lot of like i was a i was a good student i had mm-hmm. like enough percentage to sit in any of the like, <laughs> company interviews that's the yeah. jazz that happens and, yeah like during the fourth year so i got a lot of calls from like my parents got a lot of calls from the college <laughs> saying that hey you know piyush is not sitting in any of the interviews like, and they were like yeah i know because his, his plan is not to not to actually go into it industry and you know uh, wear a tie and a shirt and a pant and then go to work at 9 and come back at 6 no i didn't wanted to do that mm-hmm. um, so as soon as college ended up i packed up my bags uh, and moved to move to mumbai with a few friends of mine mm-hmm. um, and so i started off with in prime focus as a stereo roto artist wow um, <laughs> yeah it, it it was it was a lot of fun then <laughs> uh, did got my you know non 9 to 6 hours like not, not going home for <laughs> understood the industry <laughs> yeah understood the industry but it was fun because again was young wanted to learn as much as i could and i pushed as much as i could at that time and it's needed uh, yeah i think and yeah ended up becoming uh, this they depart- opened up a new department that i ended up becoming a suit for but then i got bored as like yeah i think it's it's not something new that i'm learning it's the same and it again it's not visual effects that there, there's a lot of learning capacity there's not learning opportunity so for me i was like okay what what more i can do yeah. and obviously i had learned coding i i knew how to code i knew how to read codes and mm-hmm. one day i was just sitting around and i saw a tool and like okay how does this tool work when someone showed me what you can do you can just go to the script editor and take a look Mm-hmm. looked at it understood it uh, mm-hmm. now started fixing some problems here and there so people were like okay i think we we might need someone you know from from in 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 the pipeline in stereo division in india there were yeah. none so yeah. that was not good uh, <laughs> i started up there started interacting a lot with landin and vancouver uh, that time and bank mm-hmm. so they gave me an opportunity like why don't you you know come down to vancouver just interact in a, push more see what you can handle so by that time i was handling a lot of things mm-hmm. uh, but then the core thing that helped me like in, uh, as as per your question was having that logic already cleared out from so i didn't have to spend time saying thinking oh if i want to do go from a to b what logic should i use yeah. i already had that because i had done my you know classical engineering training mm-hmm. so that that's how that's why it was easier for me but then there are a lot of examples like my team was filled up in prime uh, focus who were not engineers by by default but they had learned on the job and mm-hmm. again they were bloody good at it so i would say it's not something that you know was it was good for me because it helped me then but i don't think that's a requirement but if you can learn it on the job well and good if you can learn it through watching videos or you know working on small home projects it's well and good 
I, yeah. So that yeah, that's that's what my is my journey for yeah. not doing. బిగెస్ a gripe about not going into it industry world like if i write mm-hmm. something let's say if i write let's say a tool or mm-hmm. a part of the tool mm-hmm. i would never see it being used in my life <laughs> because yeah. it's buried under you know a lakh lines of code a million lines of code mm-hmm. um, working on an atm or on someone someone's web server i i would never you know see people actually using it or you know liking it or giving me feedback directly it's going to get trickled down Yeah. but in visual effects that's not the case like first tool yeah. i thought i could see people using it some of them liking it some of them giving me comments you know what you should do can you do this can you yeah. do that so that interaction is mind blowing like you would want people to use it want you to give your feedback you would see hey i was having this issue now it's fixed thanks you know that kind of validation i think that yeah. that that helped a lot that helped me push getting you know pushing myself more and more into learning and more and more developing my skills as a python team yeah and at the end of the day because of your pipeline and all these things you're seeing the movie in theater and wow that's a feeling right <laughs> and i have a follow up question for that <laughs> yeah. so we will discuss in later yeah so a lot of people all uh, i mean might have already done or uh, done the basic learning and uh, they want to pursue a career in uh, scripting or uh, pipeline mm-hmm. so what are the ways uh, does a pipeline td can show showcase their work or is there any like for rodopen artists or for compositors um, they can show through uh, show reels but uh, i'm not uh, i mean i'm curious to know in what way they can showcase their work so uh, i have i have taken a few interviews in my life uh mm-hmm. thing with you know, handling teams and like and so my i would look for person who understands the concepts rather than you know because we can't we don't have a show we don't have the con- concept of creating show reels or something like that mm-hmm. in in uh, in the pipeline tv when you're going for interviews or when you're mm-hmm. taking interviews for a pipeline tv yeah um just, just to stop you that just to stop you that like uh, what all are the concepts is, is it like concepts related to the software or yeah, I'll, general I'll, yeah go ahead. i'll get I'll, i'll elaborate a bit more yeah so uh, then there is something called as git right so you yeah. end up writing your tools and you upload that on to git that you know anyone can take a look it could be a public repository mm-hmm. it's kind of your showing that okay i'm work i have worked on my free time obviously you can't post your uh, company project well, <laughs> of course that, yeah. yeah that's 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 <laughs> but the thing is that's that's one thing that is not very prolific is because if you're spending so much time working like imagine mm-hmm. 8 10 hours sitting in front and you, you guys know that well Mm-hmm. it's hardly any time you get for your own personal but if you would want to spend time you know doing something else like yours might be a creative outlet yours might be something else mm-hmm. so when i t- i took an interview the concept that i was talking about was if you say that hey i have worked in new for last 10 years then my questions would revolve around okay tell me how would you solve a problem in new Okay so tell me how does the new cape if i want to write something in new how would i write something a tool in new how the api would work 
what are you know what problems you have come across how how what was your approach to solve a problem mm-hmm. now if you tell me that oh i have worked in databases for last 5 years then mm-hmm. my question would be okay, which ones then you explain me okay which ones so i'll ask you basic questions like okay what core concepts in databases are like explain me in a join explain me out a join mm-hmm. um if you tell me oh i i had you know written plugins for maya Mm-hmm. then my questions would you revolve around okay explain me a bit more about you know what was your approach towards that what did mm-hmm. the plugin do what specific libraries were you using to write those plugins was it in c was it in c++ um so all these are absolutely related to what your core competency is like if you say that oh i have worked in core pipeline i've worked mm-hmm. for i have written systems for uh, asset transfers then mm-hmm. i would ask you okay, what what were you using for asset transfers what was your approach what how did you you know went through the problem because this helps you explain or understand that what does that the other person know or mm-hmm. how much does he know and let's say for example if is he you know faffing around is he you know uh, is he actually being true right mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that's something that what happens is during an interview now there are certain companies that does these take do take these coding interviews they would you know make you sit down for 2 hours and ask you to write a code mm-hmm. it's okay it's obviously it's it's nice you do that but mm-hmm. then it's hard to judge you know someone's attitude someone's up you know uh, approach here yeah. what do you call outlook towards you know fixing mm-hmm. a problem how would you do that like it you can't do it through you know coding interview because it's, it's easier to crack them you, you you just have to bug up and then you can see and it's very easy to do that but yeah. then you know answering having an interaction where anything could go anywhere it's very difficult so yeah. i think personally uh, if if you want to get into it first of all if you define your level as oh i am a very beginner Mm-hmm. all the interviewers all the pipe all the head of pipeline like i mm-hmm. personally like for example my head of pipeline here in montreal i know his questions would revolve completely around a beginner level one if you say i'm intermediate it would be that now if you have a senior pipeline td you have had 10 20 years of experience his mm-hmm. questions would revolve completely around that so you just have to go with confidence be sure that what you know is correct be confident in that yeah. i think that's it because we it's not like when frame store is looking for someone it's always has to be oh i want the senior most guy no because because we can't yeah let's talk about money part you can't always obviously afford all senior guys in your team and then you don't have work for all the senior guys in your team so you want a good mix of junior level mid level senior yeah, level. yeah. If you are a junior level then obviously you'll have you'll you'll get jobs or you'll get the tasks that are related to your skill set and mm-hmm. then you learn you upgrade yourself you get tougher and tougher and then and that one point when you become a mid level then your uh stock or your job task or your task will be very different yeah so if if you are interested if you want to go for it i would say brush up your skills keep your confidence and you can apply you can start applying saying that hey i want to get into this i've had enough experience in comping Uh, mm-hmm. I want to I want to become a 2D pipeline guy mm-hmm. and this is what I can do this is what I know already and if the company is looking for someone like that mm-hmm. yeah, you 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 will get a job easy great and github is a, a choice like uh, for programmers and scripting guys right it's so there is github there is bitbucket there is gitlab so these are git as kind of a concept where 
uh, it's like a versioning system for mm-hmm. codes and mm-hmm. you basically use that to version your code to keep a track of what all changes happen so this is kind of a sub versioning system that is that almost every studio uses to keep a track of their codes yeah and individually you can do it as well so like i have a github account where i uh, you know i would upload whatever work i've done like personal projects not 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 the office work what yeah. projects we are working on people can go and take a look see what yeah. you have done they can try it out they can uh, they can contribute it if they want so that's that's like kind of a community open source community yeah i will add your github link in the description of this video as well so anyone is interested might can check there yep so uh, i mean we are living in an era where like we can see a lot of series and movies as well in our living room we don't have to go to theaters and all the things so in the reason releases like which is your favorite movie uh, in in this year especially uh yeah i have to think about which which movie would be my uh, movie or series there are many I, right yeah <laughs> yeah there are a few like i i quite enjoy uh, the docu docu series that netflix put out like mm-hmm. i just finished up cocaine cowboys some time back mm-hmm. so anything that's related to something that has actually happened is what intrigues me it's just the how how they edited it so i am a stickler for you know uh, working out of fine if this has been edited well or not does the story progress as well or not so for me yeah cocaine cowboys currently is kind of my 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 favorite one for now yeah uh, so So I guess you are not a big fan boy of Marvel and DC I guess. No no I am I am. Obviously. Oh really okay. <laughs> Something that but I haven't checked out Loki and the other the other series that that And uh, yeah. I mean they are, they have a lot of follow up series in like for the next 3 4 years. I think Marvel has a plan of releasing series every now and then. Yeah yeah. and it's going to be great that's that's how it's going to be right because you just don't want to have the marvel cinematic universe you want the marvel you know tv universe as well built up because everything is interlinked right end of the day they are spreading out that universe to have the they are working on the multiverse side of things that's well. awesome yeah so yeah no no i'm, I'm definitely huge huge uh, i'm looking forward to dune to get released so it's like i'm yeah excited. that's a big movie <laughs> yeah, everybody is waiting i want to finish up the book first so i'm like yeah i need we'll be reading to go okay. through the script <laughs> understood so if you are watching a movie uh, like if you are mo- watching a movie you worked especially so do you think about the pipeline stuff you worked on that movie or uh, you are lucky to enjoy the movie without any distraction <laughs> no i think uh, the, the creative side in me still comes out like quite a bit uh, yeah. so my 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 wife thinks the shots when we when you see the movie <laughs> yeah i think like my, my yeah my wife was a vfx compo right so we oh, just end up discussing the bit about <laughs> like, i i love to uh, that's a curse of being an artist right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I love to imagine how much work goes in stuff like fur or cloth animation like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I uh love anything that comes up uh, comes out from Leica, the stop motion animation thing because it's just not that stop motion animation it's how they went yeah. through from you know uh 3D printing the expressions to using that. So it's it's crazy like the way Leica's work. Yeah. Leica's I've seen many such movies. Yeah. yeah. 
amazing like they're awesome that yeah. that thing that intrigues me and i end up starting looking at hey this how this is you know interacting with i will always think about the patience <laughs> they have while doing the shoot <laughs> no no of course of course and i, I think from from a, a pipeline point of view from a tv point of view you start thinking about how the asset management happened like when yeah. you see a, a city being built up like how i think this was big hero 6 I think Pixar's Big Hero Six when they did the uh, whole uh, San Tokyo, so they did a mix of San Francisco and Tokyo, and how they managed all that. Like I think they ended up doing a new Hyperion render renderer. Mm-hmm. So it's all of that is very interesting. Like just reading a bit. So while watching the movie, it's fun and good. Like you know, you can watch <laughs> it, but then after that, okay, what happened? Like I. for interstellar for that example right like the the match paper that they brought out on how actually a black hole would look like it was a really good read like just to yeah. just to read up about how much background things were so they were yeah, yeah. A, i think they hired some scientist or mathematician for building up that concepts and all i guess yeah 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 they did actually proved it so oh damn that's cool that's a great movie yeah Yeah, yeah. So, uh, talking about the movie stuff and all, let's move into the mental and healthy lifestyle in our industry. So, yeah. how important is staying mentally and physically fit in our industry? And also, I have a question like, uh, uh, does this matter to a pipeline guy as well? Because uh, usually, as a comper or as a pipeline, I mean, as a road paint or any other department as well, uh, they will end up doing a lot of overtime and crazy, crazy work hours. So. I just want to know, like, how how is your work style and how is your working hours? Uh, so I think it's a big, <laughs> big misconception. Yeah. When you go into pipeline, there is no overtime. No, we we try to avoid overtime as much as possible. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, we have certain so so our deliverables are very different from what you guys. You are based on the client one. Mm-hmm. but then ours is more internal development work but then we also have a long time like so for example if i want if someone from uh, the global head of pipeline says that no i want to get this released monday so you would want to make sure that things are ready for that so if you have to do overtime you end up doing overtime like right now we are trying to deploy something that's important so i i end up starting off my work at 6 6:30 in the morning so mm-hmm. i would so but then i balance my hours so that's something that's freedom for us because i can at mm-hmm. my level i can do that mm-hmm. uh, but i have like in 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 uh, in back in mumbai uh, i have done a lot of overtime like, to be honest i would <laughs> yeah. my average days work close to 12 to 13 hours so it's not like oh you're doing 8 to 9 hours every day no i did 12 hours every day but that's that's because we were building something that's because there was a lack of support support teams but yeah. as soon as things started getting in place then you end up you know start uh, you manage it well mm-hmm. but again that's the thing for us we have a lot of sitting job we have a lot of head scratching when yeah, you are trying to not <laughs> something so no, definitely right. the mental and physical aspect is very very important like for me specifically physical fitness is is important because i've had situations where i've let go for a couple of years and then you could see the effects going on in my body so <laughs> right now i ensure that at least i am running through the week you know i did i do my runs irrespective of whatever the climate is whatever the temperature yeah. is. i have ran in minus 13 at one point in montreal so it's <laughs> it's just you have to push yourself for mental health i would see the problem in uh, what do you call in in at least not here but mm-hmm. back in india has been accepting that there is a mental health issue 
or there is there are issues related to mental health i would say if you are having issues talk to someone talk to a professional not not specifically someone but talk to a professional get help because if you don't do that it's it's going to affect your work it's going to affect your personal life it's going to affect your obviously professional life as well yeah and then you you won't be able to perform or you don't be able to uh, work or you won't be able to see things clearly yeah. because everyone has had that issue i i would say personally i have had an issue where you know because of the work so much work that you 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 are constantly irritated you're constantly angry you're shouting <laughs> at people which is not nice you said you shouldn't be doing that it's not mm-hmm. you are working in a professional bond yeah. you should not behave like that but because there were certain factors that you can't control so then i had a different way of handling that uh, i was lucky that it didn't go as bad that i had to go to a professional but then i you know started working out a bit more started reading I mm-hmm. had stopped reading for like three years in between. I'm I'm an ardent reader, but then I wow. picked that up, forced myself to pick it up, made sure that I fixed my working hour again because I could do that, uh, mm-hmm. or I had the liberty to do it. Then fixed it, made sure that you know I would follow routine. You know, every hour just walk up, take a you know just walk around so that yeah. your back isn't that screwed up. Yeah. Uh, then all all these small small things you have to keep into mind physical fitness yeah for sure like i have seen people just constantly on the machine for 6 7 hours straight and like i don't think that's good you know <laughs> every hour just wake up like you know people i had people have had to the keeping water bottles on their workplace so that they can just drink the water i would not do that i would keep a glass so every mm-hmm. time that gets over i will force myself to you know get up go to the water cooler fill it up and then come back okay. yeah so all these things help you in the longer run you know your if it's just uh i don't know touch wood i don't take that many uh, <laughs> medical leave just because i think the how your lifestyle also helps like i've seen people going from bad to worse because they didn't change their lifestyle but mm-hmm. i've some seen people who have completely turned around their lifestyle and yeah. do they're doing amazing like yeah. mentally physically Yeah, in one of my podcasts, uh, Rohit uh, Rohit Nayak, he told about uh, this topic like uh, how important it is to uh, stay positive and preserve our mental health to a good vibe. Uh, and yeah, he was and he was doing yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Now I was saying like he's absolutely right because when you think about it, uh, for example, I've I've seen this happening from both creative side of view and Python side of view as well. Like. Uh, there you are working on a shot right you are concentrating on that shot you are sending it for approvals you are sending mm-hmm. it through the supervisors and everything yeah. it's not getting approved and it's getting kicked back just because who oh, can you make it look better and then that frustration builds up you know yeah. and then you're like what the hell is going on what are you doing i'm yeah. not doing i'm not i'm not competent enough you know all these yeah. questions start creeping up it can turn into an ego yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and then you, you not not even ego but you're like you're pushing yourself down and you're doubting yourself like mm. forget ego ego would be no i can i can be just the best if i i can't never be wrong but this is like oh am i right i can i always be right like you know self doubt yeah self doubting questions come you know have self doubts so positivity would be like okay understand that no this is the part of the process you can't mm-hmm. get away from mm-hmm. from pipeline as well like if you are giving a near impossible problem to solve you mm-hmm. thinking Oh, mm-hmm. I'll approach it this way. Oh, I'll approach it this way. I'll spend like I have literally spent two weeks trying to fix a bug, 
and then i'm thinking like shit i should should i be in python or not like yeah it happens like, yeah you know, start thinking in your head like you know, but then you're like no hold on it's okay like some people have already tried they have failed you're also doing it we also human is perfectly fine take your time relax then the logic yeah. is that okay step away from it do something else and then jump back to it Mm-hmm. because yeah. that you know gets your mind off it take a break you know just go out go out mm-hmm. for a small walk get some yeah. coffee like i used mm-hmm. to do that back in when we were actually going to work as well when things would get heavy or you know mm-hmm. you can't just concentrate mm-hmm. go down the, the area is nice yeah. even if it's winters the area is still nice just go down have some coffee come back with a fresher mind fresher outlook and jump back jump back of, of course got it and rohit was speaking about meditation and all this stuff uh, and uh, it really calms our mind and gives a fresh perspective as you told and uh, like according to you like uh, uh, reading is also a kind of meditation i would say like that yes right i so i can't meditate like i i don't know why but i can't <laughs> meditate it's good if you meditate if you can it's really good Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't, unfortunately. But yeah. for me, the other thing is like I would, I would listen to some old classic songs, you know, classic mm-hmm. rock, mm-hmm. or you know, those classic Bollywood songs as well. Like I have a very mixed playlist. Uh, listen to those, uh, or read a book, you know, just, just yeah. do that. Like, yeah, know. I, I have read an article like uh, meditation is very overhyped. People thinks like meditation. Uh, everyone thinks like that. Okay, we, uh, we have to sit and we have to <laughs> close our eyes. So I have read an article like uh, they have written in a way like meditation is not like sitting and just closing our eyes and just thinking. I mean, we don't have to think anything. Nothing like that. If we are very good in reading, if we likes reading, just go on reading. That is also a kind of meditation. If you if you likes to uh, draw pictures, go on uh, yeah. drawing pictures. So that we'll forget ourselves and that pressure or whatever. It is builded in our head it will just ease off so the, yeah, i would say that is also a kind of meditation there are a lot agreed. of things like i i have a very weird way like i love to cook right so for me that is kind of a meditation that takes my you know got it <laughs> head out of things i would cook something good and then yeah, yeah then you, you feel better right yeah so, but the topic of mental and physical health is very important it is it is absolutely important if someone says that you know this is not his like i <laughs> he's he's sorry he's bullshitting like you can't you can't do that physical fit because it's all goes hand in hand right if you're not physically fit your your mental health will deteriorate if you're yeah. not mentally fit you you can't concentrate on your physical fitness as well like yeah. go out for a go out for a walk and if, you, if you're not feeling good in your head you'll be like no i just want to go back home mm-hmm. or i want to you know go up in the bed i would want to get up on bed mm-hmm. so you won't do that so it it goes hand in hand i would say for a young I have done that mistake. I'm pretty sure you would have done that as well. When you started mm-hmm. off, you only concentrated on work. You didn't of give course. a shit about anything else. Under percentage, yeah. <laughs> you know, every every VFX, you know, fresher has done that, and I don't blame them. That's how the work culture is. At least mm-hmm. back in India, that's how the work culture is. They concentrate. You know, oh, you have you haven't spent you know twenty three hours out of twenty four at work. How you know <laughs> you're slacking off? That's not good. But right. then you miss that part, and then you realize it once you know. Once you're reaching, thirties, really yeah. To say, but you're reaching thirties, <laughs> you start seeing the effects. Like I, one of my one of my best friends, she had an issue with her back because the, obviously the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then she actually had to spend a lot of time, you know, at least a year and a half just working on her back, on her core, and on her fitness <laughs> to get back to what she's doing. Yeah. Otherwise, it's. crazy you can't like you can't just you know sit down and just 
work endless hours and you know yeah. not expected to you know no shots or no no studios will come in our mind if we are not well <laughs> yeah yeah of course there's no no obviously no. why would they that yeah. other thing right like it's you can't if, if you're in pain you concentrate on your pain right it starts affecting your everything <laughs> like forget work for me mm. work would be secondary but your personal life will get affected which is got it yeah good got it so i have a question like um, um what is the future of open source software in the coming days i i mean there is a uh, like blender is now super efficient and also unreal is a great thing Uh, which is happening as an op- open source so yeah. how are you seeing the future of open source software is uh see i it's a again there's some it's a mixed bag i tell you why it's mm-hmm. uh there are a lot of open source software that we use in mm-hmm. vfx like every mm-hmm. every studio use mm-hmm. uh made not be from the creative point of view but from the uh, support pipeline. point of yeah. view or from mm-hmm. pipeline point of view mm-hmm. blender again amazing like mm-hmm. it's it's one of the best softwares out there that you can work on the mm-hmm. problem is the amount of studios that have paid autodesk the money to license mm-hmm. the software mm-hmm. there are a lot right and then the thing is the if you go out and go on go on linkedin and search for oh i want people who are proficient in blender you would come across let's say out of a group of 100 there might be 10 people but if you have look at the same 100 people and say proficient in maya 90 would say that yeah i am proficient in maya if we just have to bring me in and i'll i'll, I'll work on right mm-hmm. you don't need retraining you don't need anything yeah. i think that's what's blocking but again there's a good thing that there are some smaller studios who are adapting yeah. blender as the main mm-hmm. forget a biggest smaller studio even framestore has a blender pipeline so wow. we are doing that mm-hmm. a lot of studios have unreal pipeline Mm-hmm. uh because it's that's the next best thing for virtual production right yeah. so again it's just the if you get support open source software is die off because they don't get enough support and enough love from the community mm-hmm. everyone wants it but then they need actual support like for developers as well like blender community has some amazing developers for the yeah. software yeah but then it needs to be a constant inflow it has to be a constant you know uh, influx of people who are supporting it there are studios bigger studios yeah how do you think maya got at this stage because it got feedback from you know heavy hitters like ilm framestore and like the big five right dnet mm-hmm. and all yeah. because they constantly gave them feedback shotgun got better because it got feedback from lot of other bigger studios Mm. Nothing similar would happen when a big studio decides, "Hey, I want to use Blender as my tool." You know, mm-hmm. I want to use Blender as okay. This is my software. This is I'm going to use. I'm going to build all my pipeline tools around it. Oh, mm-hmm. I have an issue with it, so I'll report it to Blender. It will get fixed in the next iteration. That's how it will get better and better and better. Got so it. there is scope. I would not say that there is no scope for open source. It's just going to be a little bit slow and tedious process. Blender has been around for such a long. Right. Yeah. Now it is taking its own. You know. Uh, now people are understanding. Oh, we need to do Blender. We need to use Blender. Yeah. And for independent creators, this is a magical time. I mean, they can just straight away download the software and start working on that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have Blender on my on my uh, both my workstation and my laptop because yeah, you and me as well. Yeah, yeah. I want to model something. It's fairly quick. I don't want to do the licensing bit for Maya. Yeah, I can't afford it. It's as simple as that. Blender, at least I can, you know, do something, figure out something, create an OBJ and export it and use it and all that. That's it. <laughs> Great. And um, so, like, 
uh, i am following a channel in youtube uh, the channel name is dust and uh, what they does is like uh, they are releasing short films uh, on visual effects and animation related things and those are very awesome contents and i'm seeing a lot of boom in uh, for creators especially in youtube so uh, if you are given an opportunity to be part of such a short film project uh, with lots of cg and uh, visual effects so how you will generally build a pipeline for uh, this kind of short work and uh, can you explain this in simple terms with uh, taking all uh, those programming kind of stuff <laughs> because uh, for creators uh, it could it could overload their mind <laughs> yeah yeah for so for yeah uh personally i find uh, one thing that people miss but they they realize it fairly quickly when when the project gets bigger or when they have more people on the project like if it's just you or two people working on it it's much easier it's how you manage your assets right mm-hmm. or how you create your folder structure mm-hmm. so i was a yeah, couple of days ago, i was just me and my wife were talking about this and i was just showing her you know what how you can uh, write a quick tool to figure out your folder structure Mm-hmm. and both of us were discussing the same thing where you know it's it's easy when it's just you because you know how to save things where do you want to save things what name should that file be or if you're generating let's say uh, a texture map right mm-hmm. for for an asset you know how to name it because it's just you but yeah. imagine if there are 10 people and then there are 10 iterations mm-hmm. working from home on their personal projects so let's say it's a shared shared network storage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now if if i take if i go off on a vacation or if i am not part of the company anymore and you have to f- pick up my work you start searching right you think <laughs> where the hell did you keep it right because it's completely different so yeah. the biggest you know the biggest bang for the buck for for me to set up an asset management system now if you want to link it with your uh, what do you call uh, production management if you're using mm-hmm. shotgun or if you're using mm-hmm. uh, excel sheets or whatever You yeah. can you can link it with that. Uh, that way, at least, as soon as a new shot starts up, you you know exactly how the structure would be, how mm-hmm. how you can manage it. Because as a, as a creative individual, you don't want to spend time creating folders, managing folders, copying stuff from here and yeah. there, or trying to find the stuff that you want from the third person. You don't want to do that. So I would start off with building that. Now. Now this would be the most most bare bone system. Mm-hmm. The second one would be uh, two things I would work on. That would be inputting, ingestion, or deliveries. Mm-hmm. Now, because if you are talking to a client, if you're talking mm-hmm. to a mm-hmm. new vendor, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just not you who's working on it. You have given some work to, let's say, a freelancer. Right? Mm-hmm. He gives you his work in his own way. now mm-hmm. you don't you might not want to use that so that mm-hmm. would be the ingestion process would just rename it to the way you want make sure that there are no mistakes so have that it could be very simple as just take the files rename them rename them and place them in the short folder where it should be let's say for example uh you asked for mats right mm-hmm. auto mats mm-hmm. and for that short so the guy gave you with his weird naming convention you take that yeah. Rename it under that short under roto match. You keep that as version one. It gives yeah. you another version. You can mm-hmm. just add as version two. Mm-hmm. So now there is no confusion between what which version to use, which version not to use. Deliveries is uh, now if there are ten people who are working on it, right on on working on that. So I would say just I would have a tool that would 
render these out as exrs or you know dpxs or whichever i want do i want to apply some lut on it do i want to review it i can overlay on it mm-hmm. uh, the short name the artist name the frame numbers that's 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 very very easy to do yeah. i can build that and then if you want to review it load everything in avi i can write a tool to push that on the avi like the editorial system mm-hmm. if you want to export all of that you can take the uh, raw images combine them and that's mm-hmm. what it is so these these would be the most you know bare bone basic stuff that you can do and it takes out the manual intervention mm. that's what i think the <laughs> that's my belief yes. is to, for a pipeline person is to remove those manual you know uh, takes where you would end up doing mistakes because it's very easy to you know replace underscore with a dash or a hyphen and that has consequences great great i mean that's my that's an awesome answer for this question like it is completely in simple terms and everyone could understand that yeah and yeah i think that's the that's the basic like i i, I might sound very uh, you know uh, <laughs> arrogant in this but i expect every studio even if it's small to have this process built in yeah. it helps streamline things once you decide hey now i'm working with 10 i want to work with 100 people i want mm-hmm. to expand my studio or i want to collaborate with a bigger studio this helps this really actually helps down the line of course yeah got it i mean this podcast was very informative i would say that i learned a, yeah. <laughs> i learned a lot i understood a lot and uh, finally my last question is like uh, can you motivate us with some tips and tricks uh, you follow to be successful in your career and um, also to be a healthy and peaceful person okay <laughs> pretty uh, interesting question <laughs> yeah that's a interesting question so uh, i would say for for the first of all i would want to accept that it's, it has been difficult couple of years 2020 yeah. 2021 of course um i would say just just if if you have uh, you know wherever you are just just be thankful that you know you you went through this pandemic this is the worst thing that anyone could have ever faced and you're coming out stronger together yeah and i would say keep on learning this this has been a good time to learn to you know improve your skills to you know take up new challenges luckily with the amount of boom that we have in the vfx industry because yeah. now everything wants to get done you could have good opportunities so again keep learning don't don't say that no i have learned enough don't ever do that always find a new challenge start off a new project start off okay i won't say don't you have to finish it up but always it's the journey that is more important it could be as silly as oh i want to you know have an arduino and you know display something it's very basic but then you start learning more about things it's just the amount of information that you can have it's very well and good that's what you would want because that will give you confidence in your job and in, in your down the line as well uh take risks take you know take those challenges up saying uh, hey i want to do a new shot i want to get more complicated shot as from a creative point of view go and do it talk to the worst thing that they will do is they will say no whatever you know yeah. that's 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 my wonder <laughs> worst thing that happened they didn't it's okay cool man we'll we'll try out next time yeah. but keep on pushing yourself keep on doing this stuff and again as as i think we did it did it covered it up during the uh, physical and the mental question yeah. that yes find out what comes you down mm-hmm. 
Maybe be reading, maybe be cooking, maybe be listening to music, maybe watching Korean soap or soap soap operas. Who knows? Yeah. Like it could yeah. be anything. Different, If you yeah. can meditate, well and good. You know there is so much stuff out there that that can help you. You know, keep yourself better. But if you think that you know nothing is working, I would recommend. I would actually kind of beg you to just go to a professional talk. There is no harm in doing it. The if You think there is a stigma around it? Then I definitely, you know, Got give it. that person my number and I'll, <laughs> I'll shout at that person. <laughs> But uh, no, please, please don't, 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 you know, double think that you know you don't need to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> physical fitness, uh, you know, if the climate is good, go out for a run, go out for a walk. Start off with walking, go out for a jogging. If you have a cycle, do the cycling. But if you can. Gymming, I would not say because I'm still skeptical because of the <laughs> pandemic. Uh, I would not. Like, yeah. yeah. Not prefer. Yeah. Think it better. Yeah. Just <laughs> do some or the other activity. Could be a sport. Could be table tennis. Could be badminton. Could be yeah. Anything. Yeah. Pick up something. Yeah. Just yeah. keep yourself physically motivated. Again, challenge yourself there as well. So. All right. I mean, I, I would just summarize like visual effects artists should tell. Thanks to pandemic, I should not tell this. I'm I'm sorry for this, but we are having a lot of projects, <laughs> and we are working from home. This is like a. Uh, I mean, we never thought of working from home, and it happened. So we should thank pandemic, but <laughs> not not on a general I would, platform. I would, I would thank my. ऑन Okay. Yeah, I I would say this is kind of my meditation, doing podcasts and doing videos. <laughs> see, see, you found yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, see, man. Thank you, thank you so much. You're most welcome, man. Take care.